What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. Yes, sir. It's Thursday night. It's beer show night here on 1500 ESPN. You can always find us online at 1500ESPN.com. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, sir. Hello. Can I ask you a podcast question? <laughs> oh, please do. Okay. I've only answered about 7 million emails well, no, but emails this is this a behind-the-curtains oh, podcast sure, sure. question. I don't, I'm just kidding. So you have a live tele- or live radio show. This is it, the beer show. Every Thursday night you have this Six show. Six to seven, yeah. Right? Six to seven, ESPN. But then you um, are the producer for Joe Suchere's Garage Logic podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you ever, like forget that you're on live radio because podcasts, if you said something, if someone sub- did something super egregious, you'd say, Erp, and put the brakes on, mm-hmm. rewind the tape 15 seconds and start all over again. Mm-hmm. You can't do that on this. Uh, Manny Hill, a quick uh, production note. I'm going to need that left channel to play Michael and the crowd, something that may have missed it uh, earlier in the day. Oh, really? Well, they- so um, just keep talking. Keep okay. So, so I'm just kind of thinking, because I've been listening to the podcast Easily to find, right, on iTunes or Podcast One. It's GarageLogic Podcast, and I've been listening to it because now I can get GarageLogic anytime I want, which I always couldn't do that before. Mm-hmm. And I always think to myself, well, you know, here now they're taking a break right here. Did somebody say something silly? And Joe said, cancel that. Get rid of that. Or is Joe a purist and he wants to take it exactly it, the way it is? It was an odd first day. Okay. In that, you know, the the, the group of us, Joe, Rook, me, Height, and Kenny, you know, we've been working together for a decade. Absolutely. And those guys longer. I'm the, I'm the newbie of that sure. group. But um, that's maybe a hundred years of radio experience. Yeah. And, right? and close so to that. You think, oh, we got a good chemistry. We yeah. know what we're doing. And then all this, and keep in mind, we were, do, we're doing it from this studio. Sure. So it's the, the same, same place you did it a week ago. That, that yeah. GL so. was doing its show from for two and a half decades. And so when, and Joe, I don't know if people are familiar with, with Joe, but. He's a creature of habit. Sure. <laughs> In that, if it's 10 o'clock, it's time for coffee. Mm-hmm. When it's 11 o'clock, it's time for lunch. I mean, that's just how sure. Joe is programmed and, show, and wired. And, and the show was live. You had no choice. You yeah. went on at noon. And now you don't have to do that. It's a podcast. So here was the first 30 seconds of how it all started. Okay. Hello, Not, everybody. No, no, stop practicing. God. <laughs> Jack and Lori. I've been doing this 100 no, years. Act right. like it. Did it start? Wait, go hit the play. Where's John at? I'm not ready. Yet. We'll start without him. And um, it progressively got better <laughs> from there. Well, what is Rookie saying? I'm not ready. For what? For what? What do you have to do? So that is the beauty of doing something like that. And it, and this is all basically new to us. Now we're we're almost two full weeks into doing it. So Much it, smoother. It is it is it is different, but you know, it's it's like anything else. Once you once you kind of get your routine down, it's it. And it's Joe. He's a pro. My God, sure, but you've never it. had to like throw the pause on and say no, no, like well, well, let's that, not go down this road. That's the one thing that Joe really did say from the outset. He said, "I know we're on a podcast now. We ain't working blue. Sure. You know, we're not. We're not going down. No, the it's a slippery slope. Yeah, and it, because you know, you you'd want to hold up the standards that's gotten Joe and Rook there 
for mm-hmm. 25 years. That's, that's, that, and I, I completely, and all of us completely agreed with it. It makes it way easier, too, yeah. when you just don't open that door. I have a but, but the only thing is that would help you is if you had a guest. So if yes. a guest were to screw up, and you know we, we've we had that happen on this show, okay. where you've had to yeah. dump someone, yeah. then you could go back and, yes, as and you were saying, you could edit that out. Yeah. Okay, that's very good. I listen to a podcast that's not related to this station at all, and somehow they put the raw feed of the show on the podcast instead of the production feed where it was all done. And someone started going down this super anti-Semitic tirade. Oh no. And I thought, Oh my goodness. And I consider, you know, like I consider Joe, a friend of mine. I don't know Joe, but I've been listening to him for 20 years. I consider him a friend. So I was trying to get in touch with this guy saying, man, your podcast, somebody has this horrible, you know, one of your guests was saying something horrible and you left it in the show. Mm -hmm. And it took like two days for them to get it down. And I thought, Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Was this what a pretty big name? It's um not a name not everybody would know, but he's on he's syndicated on like two hundred different stations because he's he's on air and I don't think you'll know him. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You, he's he's trying to uh, have I just me want you to down. write it down okay, so that right, I can so. that way I can give you a more accurate description of what I think happened. You you won't you won't know him. Because if I had to if I had okay. to uh take a guess. Sure. And again, I don't know who that you wrote the person's name on. I don't know who that is. I've never heard the show. Mm-hmm. But my guess is, see, the one thing, and Manny can attest to this too, when you're the producer of a given program, you're supposed to be the safety net. Yes. So my guess is this is a producer that's either jaded. Oh, a uh, little annoyed maybe? Annoyed by something okay. or, or in some way wants to set this particular person up to fail. Yeah. And that, that would be my, that would be my and, uneducated and, and, guess. And maybe, that, I see where you're going with that. I don't know if there was any duplicity in it. I don't think it was that. <laughs> well, but, case in point. So we discussed this uh, this this week. Did you see the weatherman reporter from North Carolina? He's getting a little bit of a shaft, right? Okay, so you're standing there in the wind. Could you? Would you not kind of lean forward? And Mike, those other guys were walking with Mike, the wind. Mike, they were walking with the wind. Mike, Mike, don't okay. don't don't buy it. Okay, don't is it, it was it that okay, bad? Okay, so for those that aren't familiar with what we're talking about. Uh, Slider, Slacer, what, what what was his name? Uh, the Weather Channel reporter. He was really trying. And, and keep in mind, this was a horrific storm. storm. It was bad it, enough. It was bad yeah. enough. It didn't need to be sold even more by the on-site weather reporter. Mm-hmm. But he's doing the leaning into, holding his hand, telling the viewers at home just how bad it is, sure. even though the camera is perfectly still, not moving at all, yeah. and then in the background, as the cameraman kind of pans up to by. make sure there's two guys walking in the background <laughs> in shorts, just completely fine. Yeah, but they were walking with the wind. Sure, but my okay, point my right? point is that right there is a camera guy setting the okay. reporter up like to fail. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, you might be one of those news guys that are like, hey dummy, I just you know, why'd you miss that shot? And he's like, watch, watch, well, I'll, I'll take a good shot for you. And then there, the two was, guys laying there was there. another one. I think it was the Today Show where, and this was 10, 15, 20 years ago, mm. woman is reporting about this horrific flooding in whatever town and she's in a canoe and okay. she's rowing. And then there are two people walking by her and the water's not even up to their, you know, boots. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, and trying she's to in tell a canoe, them, oh. like, oh, this is so deep. And, and Matt Lauer goes, oh, is that a big drop-off there? Is that what's going on? I mean, that is, you know, Joe is a journalist, right? Yeah. Um, that is journalistic integrity 101, right? You don't 
fake the news. The no. news is, I mean, hypothetically, right. it is what it is. So, you know, if you go there, the storm guy could have said, well, it's not great out here. It's windy and it's raining, but the worst is not hit for sure. Sure. Right. And and I would have respected that, although we would have never talked about him if he would have said that. That's right. Right. Yeah. So he, he he's trying to make his name for himself. I still remember who was the weather guy on like Good Morning America, who, the, the African-American guy used to be real uh, heavy and now L. Roker. L. Roker, where he was out in the wind and it just like blew his legs out from under him and he just hit the ground. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. And that was, there was no faking that unless they had a wind machine right there blowing on him. I thought, oh, Al, good for you. <laughs> well, if you want, uh, if those of you that are listening at home, if you want to really humor yourself, mm-hmm. we stumbled upon this uh, in talking about the, this very thing. And there is a, uh, I believe it's a Brazilian weather reporter talking about this horrific sandstorm okay. that's about to set in. And it's a picture perfect blue day, but you can tell the wind is starting to pick sure. up a little bit. And the guy stand there in his camera, and you can't understand what he's saying because okay. he's not speaking English. It's Portuguese, but he's yeah. talking about uh, this horrific sandstorm, holding the mic, and he's dodging sand, you know, like this. And then they pan to the guy, and he's kicking up sand at the reporter. To You're make, kidding make me! It look like it's bad. Oh, oh it's pretty good. Anyway. That's no good. So we, we won't do that here on the beer. No, show. No, absolutely not. Yes. So let's uh, let's discuss the world of beer. There's a lot goings on in and around the Twin Cities that include uh, the world of alcohol. I do want to I, I want to bring this up. We were we were talking about this off the air, and I want to get your opinion mm-hmm. on the air because I'm really excited, and we and I tried to book a guest. Um, to come on the show tonight. Unfortunately, she wasn't available, so we might get her next week. Okay, because they're debuting the grand opening of Top Golf, which is pretty tomorrow. Big. And I know that they have been doing some things this, throughout the course of this week. Mm-hmm. But Mike, this looks like a paradise for people that love golf and love oh, beer. Absolutely. And you've you've done one of these before, I've done not, one of not these. in this yes, market. Not, obviously, obviously we've done so have I. Okay, you have two. So man. I went to the one in uh, Miami. Yeah. All right, so walk us through it. So it's three, is it three levels? Is that how they do this? Well, it depends or? on how big the place is. But do you know how one, the, the I think up in Brooklyn Center, do you know how big that one's supposed to be? Uh, I don't. Okay. But it's, Two or three I think levels. it's a big one. Okay. I spent like I think 30 million bucks Holy on it. crap. Yeah. It's so, what I call it, it's golfing bowling. Yep. It's like going exactly. bowling with your buddies, but with golf clubs. Yep. Does that make sense? So do you bring your own? Do you rent clubs? You can ha- do work? either. You can bring your own or they'll give you clubs. Okay. And you hit towards a target that gives you a score, and you have like 10 people sitting on couches, and you're like, okay, Reavers, it's your turn, and you get up and hit the ball, and the balls pop out, and they have a little RFID in them so that it knows exactly where it lands, Ah. and it gives you a certain amount of points. What I don't get, and you did this in Miami, and I did it in Vegas, what are they going to do when it's negative three degrees outside, and it's blowing 25 miles per hour wind? They, They have a way. I know on tea time, we had a guy from uh, Top Golf a few weeks ago, maybe even about a month or so ago, mm-hmm. and we asked them that question. They're, somehow they've got like heating coils or something. They've, they've got some sort of system in play. You hit it in the to, wind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They have some sort of system in play to where you'll be able to go there all year round. Okay. Well, they have even to. Even when it's because... in the middle of December. But, really? but okay. these, so you're, you're not, it, this isn't simulation. You're actually hitting it out yeah, yep, into a field. Yep. yep. So how, how can you simulate that without being exposed to the elements? You are exposed to the element, but they're going to be heaters like behind you on oh. the top of you. They used yeah. to have outdoor driving ranges open here in the winter, mm-hmm. but it never was really warm, right? The balls were super cold and nothing's worse than that clunky feeling of like kind of hitting a, b- a cold ball, you know, it kind of rattles right. through your hand. Um, so I don't know. They're, I'm sure they have plans. They, they didn't spend the place, that much. Where was the place that we did the show from that Thursday night three, four years ago? 
that had the golf simulator. It was over in the Plymouth area. Oh correct? yeah, that guy's office. Yeah, it was yeah, super that was, cool. That was pretty cool. And and it and it had the panoramic view of and it did multiple courses, so yeah, you could go Pebble Beach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that, that was, was really neat. But I wonder, could you get away with doing that? For a place like this, when it's those really brutal cold winter months, no, no, it, has no, it still doesn't fit. You want to see your ball flight. That's what you know when you, you hit. Okay, you want to see where your ball flies because you're using a simula- simulator. You I'm, can't really tell. I'm willing to bet that on the really like super super cold days, they probably won't be able to operate. I don't know that. That's just my guess. I sure. don't know for sure, but I would I I would bet through most of the winter time they'll be they'll be able to function because I wonder because they won't be 15 below every day. No. My my only other question was why would they open now and not in May? Well, you build a $30 million facility, you open when it's done. Sure. Right? You don't say, "Well, let's wait till May." Right? And plus, yeah, good point. everyone's so excited about it. We're going to go all winter, Sure. right? So yeah, at least man. they have this winter c- covered, right? Well, and what's going to carry them at least for the first year, maybe two is bachelor parties. Oh, everything. It's going to carry yeah. them, you know, think of, think of every weekend now going forward. It's going to be packed. They'll have, well, they have a huge bar. They'll have bands there sometimes. I mean, it's it's like a big party going on. So what space is this now? Because this has got to be a huge facility. Correct? Yeah, it was an old movie theater and they knocked it down. It's all brand new. Okay. It's, I mean, literally beautiful, brand new. And these things are a fortune. It's not like a chumpy place. This is super high end. Very, very cool looking. Well, so, 30 mil. Yeah, you, you would yeah, think you so. You should get something for 30 million, right? I, mean, yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that number's right, but I'm making it up. <laughs> well, no, I read it somewhere, but oh, I also okay. read I also read 90 million for something else, so I could be backwards. But you're going to go there with, you know, five of your buddies, because, right, the, the the little suite sit, yeah. seat six, right? Isn't that, or it, up to up to six? Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, I kind of like the same, it's the exact same feel. You would never bring 10 people onto one lane. Of a bowling alley because yeah, that's yeah, too because right. every thirty minutes you'd bowl a ball you know that would suck. But I'm gonna be the guy that when I go there I'm gonna be like oh yeah I'm gonna be really concentrating mm-hmm. for like the first fifteen minutes and then I'm gonna have two pops in me I'm like I'm just gonna try to hit this yes. I'm gonna murder this yeah, ball as hard yeah. as I can <laughs> that's gonna be my mo. Do you uh, you have Instagram? Do you follow uh, golf no, babes no, I don't, I don't, on Instagram? I don't, I don't I don't have Instagram. You don't I, have Instagram? I have, I have Instagram but no I do not follow. Okay, well you got to ca- follow golf babes right? Which is okay. a, it's for because babes that play golf. Of course we do. But the reason yeah, why I, I follow that the only reason I follow it is because they have a ton of videos from Top Golf. It's like oh, and so some girl will be in Vegas. High heeled out, all ready for nightlife. But her boyfriend said, "Let's first go play some golf." Go really? To top. Yeah. Okay. And so she's all ready to roll. So then he's just trying to get a comp out of the deal. Yeah, he's just he's yeah. just excited. He wants to get in free because he brought a hot check. Right. Yeah. Which is the way life should work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this <laughs> is the beer show. That's Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. Manny Hill running this operation live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. We are going to step away for just a brief moment, and we are going to come back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits for the weekly beer run. This, my friends, is the beer show. This is the beer show. 1500 ESPN. Hello again. How to like beer. You're tuned in to the beer show. Taste your beer, letting it wash over each section of your tongue. On 1500 ESPN. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. 
as 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. That's right. It's time for the weekly beer run right here on the Beer Show on 1500 ESPN. 1500ESPN.com. It's Reavers. It's Fratelloni. And it's our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Ryan is here representing Elevated this evening. They have the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, folks. In uh, South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd. And in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. Ryan, uh, the busy season hasn't quite ended yet. Has it for we're, you? Guys. We're seeing a little bit of a lull with this weather this week, which is sort of welcome. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It's <laughs> sure. uh, it's it's kind of nice to get a little bit of a break before the holidays, especially. Um, so we've got we've got a really cool beer guest tonight. Yeah. But before I, before I get into that, I just briefly want to mention some spirit stuff that we've got going on. Please, that, yeah. That is equally exciting. A um, couple things going on with some local distilleries that elevated in the coming actually days here. Um, we've got a collaboration rum barrel aged. Bourbon barrel aged rum that we we partnered with Tattersall on, which will be hitting our shelves today and tomorrow at both stores, and that's an exclusive uh, exclusive rum that that a rum barrel that we worked on with them that we had bottled specifically for Elevated, and it will only be available at the Wiper Lake and Minneapolis stores. So check that out; it's really good, and it's only twenty nine ninety nine, and it won't be available for very long. So is this going to be one of those things where people are going to be lined up before the doors open, and then it'll be gone? Maybe Pretty not soon. quite that, sure. but we've got another event that that may uh, may be along those lines in our uh, tasting event and and bottle signing event that we have coming up with Dessa from Doomtree. Uh, she partnered with Rock Filter Distilling out of Southern Minnesota, and they put together an organic bourbon whiskey that is uh, was released this week, and we have available now at both stores. But she's going to be at our shop at the Minneapolis store. I want to be specific about that on September thirtieth from two to three p.m to do a meet and greet and sign bottles and uh, and kind of say hello to her fans and uh, and talk about the whiskey. Do you think she'll freestyle at all? I hope so. Wouldn't I that really be do. cool? I mean, she's so good. I mean, I I doubt she will, of course, but Why? who knows? You know, I didn't you know? think it'd be possible for her to be cooler, but she's involved in booze now too. I know. That's right? awesome. Yeah, she's got a, I mean, she's got a huge book release uh in this month and now she's got her her uh, organic bourbon release and uh it's it's pretty cool to see what she's been up to. Well, my friend Jess that works in the office here is one of her biggest fans and when I saw it posted on social media, I immediately tagged her in it cuz I thought and she's a she's a frequent visitor of your store. I thought, well, this is a perfect spot for you to go, Jess. Well, should, should we talk about that because how many people do you think are going to sh- show up to meet Dessa? So we had Joe Souchere at our store once, right? You don't know and this. You sent him he, a bill. No, but like oh. 500 people showed up to get his. I'm, and I'm not kidding. Lineup. It would have taken way longer. And he was there for a few hours. I mean, Dessa could get easily 500 people there. I, I think very easily. Yeah. Yes. So it's you know it's going to be one of those things where we're just going to have to manage it the best we can. And uh, we've got a, a fair amount of, of whiskey that will be available for sale that day. Um, if if you'd like to, you know. Try your hand at getting one of those bottles. I'd say maybe get there a little early. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the parking lot will fill out, and um, and the store will be will be buzzing. So um, we're gonna play this by ear. We've never we've never done anything sure. like this before. We've never had someone as uh, that's cool as cool and well known as Dessa. You know like Chris Reavers really well. He could have done a signing at your store. You could have practiced with I Reavers just, I, the weekend know, I, before. I didn't want to push the limits of our okay. friendship. You know? <laughs> I will sign autographs and stock shelves. <laughs> yes. That's how. But powerful I need that I Minneapolis minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so not only do we have a cool featured guest, but we have a new elevated representative this evening that's going to help us guide. Yeah. So guide I've got, I've got Ben interview. Ben uh, Anderson from. 
uh, the White Bear store here with us tonight too to kind of sit in and 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 talk to some beer royalty that we have in. And he, of course, he won't agree with that, but we have Ted Marty of uh, president of Shell's Brewing Company out of New Ulm here with us this evening. All right, well, Ted, first of all, welcome to the beer show. It's an Thank absolute you. treat to have you. Thank you, my and, pleasure. And glad that this is the first time we get to talk about Shell's and have to yeah. deal with your son. <laughs> no, well, he knows a lot more about it than I do. No, Jace has been great and yeah. gracious every single time that he's been on the show. So. Um, the first question that I do want to ask you about shells is when you're seeing the craft beer explosion in and around the state of Minnesota, you know, is it kind of cool to be one of those people that's on the forefront and is it, is it an easier game or more difficult game or the same game when you're a heritage brand like shells in current form? I would say it's a more difficult, uh, game. We, um, you know, everything is new, new, new mm-hmm. in, in the craft beer world now, and, and we're looked at as old. Well, yet, you are like 165 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, guess, yeah. <laughs> Not so, you, the yeah, brewery yeah, might right, right. no, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't actually ripping on Ted, but yeah. are, am I, how long has it been? 165, right? Something like that? 167, 158 wow. years. 158. So it is a heritage brand, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's a little tougher because... You know, we've been there all on the shelves a long time, and and people tend to look for things that are new and different. Even though we're putting out new and different beers all the time too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, especially our Noble Star series at the Star Keller, uh, that's cutting edge stuff. Are you seeing a lot of success? You know, w- with the, the 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 that series in particular, and. And what I mean by that is, you know, because when I go to Elevated, Mm -hmm. for instance, Ryan knows, you know, I'm looking at right now, I want Shell's Oktoberfest right Right. now. But then I'm going to be, you know, there's going to be other things that I might not be that familiar with that are really great this time of the year. Right. Yeah. Well, we are. We are having a lot of success with it. Um, You know, we're at the moment, we're in a 750 bottle and we think we might change out of that to a 375, make it a little more, you know, one person friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Rather as opposed to having to share, if you're going to open a bottle, you got to share it. Or sure. So yeah, well, Reavers doesn't have to share it. No, yeah. no, that's all mine. No, that's all mine. <laughs> so Ted, you're are you fifth generation and Jason? Fi- yep, I'm fifth. Jason's sixth. Okay, so your whole, your father was fourth generation, yep. obviously. Then, mm-hmm. and I mean, you want to talk about that because. In this world that we are living in in beer, you know, Reavers and I could go open a brewery tomorrow, yet sure. we have zero experience besides talking about it on the radio for five years. What's it like growing up in a family that that's all your family has done? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure you've done other things, too. I'm sure you had some uncles that did something stupid. But but you guys have been making beers for yeah. a long time. What does that feel like? Well, you know, when you're in the thick of things and, and things are going wrong, machines are breaking down, well, you don't think too much about sure. it. Sure. <laughs> but uh, once in a while, I, I you know I look at down the gardens and, uh, you know, think about what everybody else has done in the past. And it's pretty cool, you know. Mm-hmm. I You know, I'm very proud of that. I think my kids are proud of that. And not only Jace, but his two brothers, other brothers, we're all in it. My wife is in it. So we're all in on the on the family thing, so. It's yeah, it's pretty special. It is, that is special when you think of that Reavers, when you know what your father did and your father's father and your father's father's father. I mean that it's pretty impressive. So you're saying my dad looks at me as a complete and utter disappointment? <laughs> I didn't want to say it out yeah, loud, but no, it's all right. we were it, all it, thinking it. It needed to be said. Okay, good. It, it, it <laughs> needed to be said. Um, so at Shells, I, I noticed in the green room, when, as you can see, I'm, I'm having Diet Coke. Yeah. Um, I did notice the sampler pack, and yes. the first thing you requested was Firebrick here that's right. sitting in front of you. Yeah. Why? 
Um, because I love that beer. I yeah, just want to know why yeah. you selected that one. Because it's very drinkable. Um, it's not. I'm not a huge alcohol, big alcohol beer fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just pretty easy to drink. Um, I I probably should have gone for the VT. I like that too. But um, so. So I'm drinking a 1905 VT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, this is the Stag series. Yeah. What does that What does that mean for shells? What's a Stag series, and what is the 19? Does everybody know what a 1905 VT is? Did you know Reavers no. what VTs? No. Can you explain that to us, Ted? Okay, the VT stands for vacuum tonic, and of course you can't put tonic on a beer label because that would be implying that there's some health benefits to the oh, beer. Oh, that's so, why you can't. So oh, really? A, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. okay. And that sounds we, like a law from 1905. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So in down in the early 1900s, we there was we there was a type of brewing they would literally put a vacuum on the fermenter, and and the idea was the the first gases that came off of fermentation were generally pretty sulfury and things mm-hmm. like that. And so they wanted suck, suck those that out off to yeah. make a pure beer, and so they had to create these tanks that were flanged and they were steel tanks flanged and they were lined with glass. And I don't know, we probably had, I don't know, 20 of them or something like that. By the time I got to the brewery, we only had 10 left, but those were called vacuum tanks that were, you could suck a vacuum on and it wouldn't collapse the tank. And so the, uh, the beer we created um, was right around pre-prohibition beers Mm-hmm. And so we called the beer vacuum tonic and um, it was a, you know, a darker beer, a malty beer, um, not so hoppy, but so we sort of recreated it out of an old recipe. So you can't write the word tonic because people will assume it's good for you, right. but I can say to everybody that it's probably good for you. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it is really, really good. Ted Marty from Shells Brewing is the guest here on The Beer Show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. There will be two tastings at both Minneapolis, both stores, excuse me, the first one in Minneapolis from 5 to 7 p.m. and on Saturday in White Bear Lake from 3 to 5 p.m. It is your chance to sample great beer like the ones from Shells Brewing and be able to do it for absolutely nothing, no additional charge. So, Ted, um, the last time that Jace was on, it was either the last time or the time before that. I believe he was talking about some remodeling and an expansion that you guys were doing um, at the brewery. Maybe this was a lot longer ago than I'm thinking of it. No, that's right. But yeah. was that does that does that ring a bell? So how did that go when you guys were kind of doing an expansion with the tap room? And I think it was more of a was it something? Uh, it, it was kind of like the pilot program where you guys could test out newer newer. Did he find some old tanks yes, or something back in, a, yeah, it was in the back the forty? And he said, "Let's take these out." We created the Star Keller. There you go. That was and, what it was. Okay. It was for brewing Berliner Weiss style beers, and that's a wild fermentation beer. And so you really don't want to do that at your own brewery. You sure. don't want cross contamination right, with exactly. the yeast. That, okay, that's death. You know, to a okay. regular lager beer. And so we built a, a facility out at the other end of town, and we just happened to have 10 wooden tanks that we had that we bought in 1936. <laughs> and uh, Jace went to school in Berlin, fell in love with that style of beer, and then he came back and was playing around with it. And really the most ideal way to brew an age a Berliner Weiss beer or a sour beer is in a wooden tank mm-hmm. because it can breathe. You okay. know? And so you could constantly feeding that 
uh, Brettanomyces, the wild yeast, with a little bit of oxygen. So it keeps growing. Okay. So it, it keeps chewing up sugars, and it makes it for a very dry beer, a tart beer. But but it's a wooden tank is ideal. Yeah. And we had them. So when Jace says, so did Jace go find these and say, hey, Dad, I have an idea. It's probably only going to cost us like five million bucks to do. No. But let's take these old tanks. and re- I mean, is that something that he brought to you and, and you just said, yeah, let's do it? Or is does he yeah. have the pull to just go grab those and make it happen? How does that well, work? I'm a pack rat. Okay. So I don't throw anything away. Mm. So you so, knew that these tanks were there. Oh, yeah. I built a shed at my We lived out in the country at the time, and mm-hmm. I built a shed just to put them in. Okay. Because I wasn't going to throw them away. Sure. And so we hauled them out with a crane up through the roof and then loaded them on trucks, took them out there and unloaded them in my shed. And they sat there for 20, 20 years, I <laughs> Holy think. Holy cow, so, wow. 20 some years. And we were probably lucky because it was a dirt floor, so there was some humidity in there. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it would have been it dried out. Dried out and, and they would have fallen apart. But um, so he decided to bring them back. Well, I had two that I left in the brewery for show, you know. I thought people could look through the window and, and see, and see um, what yep. an old wooden beer tank mm-hmm. looks like. And so that's where he started in it, and then it was successful. And then he said, well, we're going to, let's bring the rest of them in. And, you know, you have to, we ice blast them with uh, dry ice because in the old days, you didn't want wood and beer to come in contact. So the brewers would wax them. The inside you're talking. Inside. Really? It was, we called it pitch, but it wasn't like tree pitch, but it was wax. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that affect the content of the actual beer then if they were waxing the inside? No. No. That was it wasn't melting, basically no, it was inert melting. and it's cold, you know. Mm. Okay. But it, it stopped the beer from touching the wood, mm. you know, because the wood, you know, some of that yeast and, and sure, bacteria we'll can kind of get lodged in there. And that's one of the beauties of with, with a sour beer, a wild fermentation beer. Some of that can come back out into the beer, mm-hmm. and so you get some carryover from from brand to brand. Uh, Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits brings you this portion of the beer show with our friend uh, Ted Marty and Shell's Brewing Company. Ben is here in studio now. Ben, this is your first time being on the beer show, uh, so you're the one that gets to sit here in front of beer royalty and ask the next <laughs> question. The floor is yours, my friend. Oh man, where do I begin? <laughs> that <laughs> was a tough. Put one. him on the yeah, spot, Ryan. Something That's really do. astute. Yeah. <laughs> Like we've been asking all the smart questions here. Now it's your turn. Right. Uh, I mean, wow. Um, gosh, where do I begin? I mean, you're five generations in, you know, family owned since the beginning, you know, and you have your son too already working with you. I, mm-hmm. One question I guess that comes to my mind is like, you know, where, when did you begin working with your dad within the brewery? You know, when did Jay start working with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, couldn't well, have been just from right when you were born, but well, a little later. Or right? were you like Fratelloni's dad go, oh my God, I got to hire Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. He had to babysit me at four years old. Yeah. That's when I started working. Yeah. Um, well, we had, we weren't too far behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to hang around down in the brewery and crawl around on the uh, equipment and uh, in general get in the way. Sure. You know, you got kids running around moving equipment and... Um, uh, get yelled at. I remember the gardener would always yell at us to chase us out of the upstairs of the bottle house because in those days there were no pallets, there were no forklift trucks. Mm-hmm. So all the cases came off the truck, empty cases. It was just returnables. Returnables, yep. And then they'd send them upstairs on a on a belted elevator, which we'd ride up and down on. <laughs> 
which would be a, a OSHA nightmare. Yeah, o- OSHA now. would close you down <laughs> now, exactly. <laughs> so, and then they'd stack them on the floor, and they'd stack them way up, and uh, we would, the kids, all the cousins and I would, and my brothers would go up there, and we would literally undo the boxes and make tunnels in there, and then cover them back up so you could crawl around like a mole oh, fun. in the yeah. cases. And then they would have to take them down, and then they would fall down oh on them, God. and then mm. they'd scream and holler, and out the back door we'd run. And, so. yeah, and you'd, as you'd run, you'd say, I'm the owner's kid, so <laughs> right. tough luck. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when, this is a question I always come to on these legacy brands like yours. At, at some point in time, someone came to you and said, Hey, would, would you like to sell? I'd assume they must have said that. And do you say, hey, I, I no. Or, or yes, I want to buy a couple more Ferraris. I, I don't know. What's the answer to that question? Um, well, the, the wastebasket is full of crumpled up offers. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, you get a lot of investment you know, groups looking mm-hmm. for purchases. But you know what? Unlike, and I don't want to speak for you. But, but you know, I, I, I'm born and raised in Minnesota. I went to school in Mankato. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get that whole area. I, I grew up in Faribault, Minnesota. And for me, anyway, you guys are as much New Ulm as New Ulm is you guys. And I don't want to speak for you by saying that, but that's really different than a lot of these other breweries that have been around a long time. I mean, you guys are, yeah. you know, that, that, that you guys go hand in hand with the city of New Ulm. Yeah, we, you know. Yeah, they helped us survive, and we obviously are a big part of that town and, and always will be, you know. So speaking of part of that town, I assume you're going to have something for Oktoberfest, because that's oh, yeah. usually... No! <laughs> We're not going to celebrate it this year. Yeah. Well, can you tell us what your plans are? We have uh, well, we have a beer garden behind the uh, our old, with my grandpa's house, and then uh, now it's part of our offices. But, mm-hmm. but we have a summer beer garden that goes on every weekend. We have live music, ethnic music generally on uh, Sunday, and we pipe kind of music in on Saturdays. Um, but then in October, uh, the city of New Ulm has a, they start the festival on October 6th that weekend. And then the, there's events downtown, there's events at the Green Mill or at the Best Western, it is. And then we do ours on the following Saturday, the 13th. And um, it's just a one-day event for us because um, it's it's a challenge to put a big tent up in your oh, bed and, <clears throat> and plug things up for a while. And so so we do it one day, and uh, we get about oh, four to almost 5,000 people. I so. was going to say, I, I, I've been, and I, it's been it's, a while, yeah. but, it's, but it's a massive event, and it's yeah. a massive ordeal. But I know that it's, it's always a, an event that's extremely well attended, yeah. and people look forward to every single yeah. year. Yeah, it's a it's a fun fun time. Is it very Germany? I mean, is it? You're yeah. not going to have Dessa play there, probably. No, right? we've got uh, the Shells Hobo Band starts out, and then Alpensterner finishes up. Oh, I love yeah. Alpensterner yeah. Fincher. So, really, yeah. I have no idea, Don't. but it sounded it sounded so much fun, didn't it? I love Oktoberfest; they're a blast. All right, so Ted Ted Marty with Shells Brewing Company. We have just a couple of minutes left here in this segment, but I do want to hear more about outside of the Oktoberfest. Uh, what what else uh, do you, are you guys highlighting right now at Shells Brewing? The beers, you mean? Yeah, yes, I'm sorry. Well, we're into, we just kind of finished up with Green Belt Blue. Mm-hmm. And that Which, by a, the way, was a massive success. It, Kudos yeah, to really you guys. Was, yeah. And so now we're into Oktoberfest season and that everything switches over to Oktoberfest. And then towards the end of October, we'll release our snowstorm. And um, so uh, that's kind of it for the seasonals. Mm-hmm. And uh, any new beers, we're looking at a few new beers, beers for next year. 
He's my favorite beer show guest. I'm just going to make a proclamation. <laughs> right? Why are you kissing up to him right now? I, I just, I love the fact he's, he's so humble about this business. So relaxed about it. Oh, we have a few new beers. None of them are going to be a pumpkin chocolate spiced porter in a rye barrel. Not, I mean, they stick he's just the, as they stick cool as good, cool yeah. can be. Well, and that's why, in all honesty, and, you, and Jace is the exact same way, so you should be proud Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. Jace is the same way. You guys are as humble and and, and as Minnesotan as it gets. And, <laughs> and it reflects in not only yeah. you guys personally, but also in your brand and 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 in your product throughout the market. So, so kudos to you Thank guys. You. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and again, this tasting. So now, Ben, you get to promote this. The Tasting for Shells Brewing is this Friday and this Saturday, Friday in Minneapolis, Saturday in White Bear Lake. Take it away, sir. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we'll have Shells Tastings uh, in our Minneapolis store Friday from 5 to 7, and then in our White Bear store uh, Saturday from 3 to 5 in the afternoon. So do we know what we're sampling yet? Do we have a kind of an idea? Are we going to do Oktoberfest, obviously? Oktoberfest, uh, definitely. Um, but definitely we're going to be doing the... Uh, harvest brews and kind of a little bit of everything that uh, we carry in both stores. So should be, cool. should be really tasty. Uh, and Ted, if people want to find out more information about you guys, where they can locate your beer, things of that nature, and uh, events like Oktoberfest you were mentioning are all available at your website. Yep. And Absolutely. Which, which is? com. Awesome. Thank you so much for making the trip, sir. It Thank was a you. real pleasure to have Good. you on the show. Thank you. Uh, and again, this Friday from 5 to 7 in Minneapolis, Saturday in White Bear Lake from 3 to 5 p.m. You can find out more information on social media at Elevated BWS, also on their Facebook page, and go online to the Beer Show page online at 1500ESPN.com. Elevated has been a proud supporter of this show since its inception five years ago. We'll be right back. This is the Beer Show. I can get you buzzed, I can get you smiling. You're tuned in to the Beer Show. Yeah, I can fix them. On 1500 ESPN. Hello again, it's my final segment of the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN. I do need to point something out very quickly, and uh, because my favorite sport is, of course, the grand old game of baseball, mm-hmm. the end of the first inning between the Yankees and Red Sox just concluded is one to nothing. Mm-hmm. It's 6.50. Yeah. That game started at 6 o'clock. That's a long first inning. <laughs> anyway, good luck to you, MLB playoffs. Uh, we're rooting for you. Yeah. So I do want to kind of do a wrap-up. What a cool guest. I mean, okay, if you think of Minnesota Americana, you take Ted Mar- Marty, am I saying that right? Yep. Ted Marty, yep. and you put him on the front cover. He had, let's draw the picture of what he looked like, right? A Minnesota nice guy. He had a flannel shell, shell shirt. shirt on. I to buy it from him. Yeah, because it was, was one of those weird? thick. It was one of those thick. It, it was smaller so than you. Cool. Yeah, he. But it wasn't. He wasn't wearing it because it was shelled out. That's the exact same That's shirt what he he's wears wore when he goes to work every day. Yeah. And but what a cool, humble guy. His son and Jace is a really great guy, right? Mm-hmm. You see. But now that you meet his dad, you're like, oh, I get it. You're going to be your dad. You're the same guy. You're you're the kid who's I don't. Jason maybe what twenty five thirty. Oh, he's, no, but he, yeah, he's probably thirty. Thirty. Yeah, he's the guy who said, you know, Dad, I want to do a project. Let's go get those, um, you know, uh, those fermenting tanks out of the barn. And it, you know, my kids will say, Hey, Dad, I want to do a project. I want to go to Ibiza for a vacation. You know, it's like <laughs> that's not a project. That's going on vacation. You know. Right, right. And but Jace looks like the kind of guy who. Well, if we have to. Uh, tear down this barn. Well, come on, grab a hammer. Let's go do it. You know, right. he just, they look like working, real cool people. Well, and that's why I wanted to make it a point, too, to mention the fact that, you know, listen, I, I, I went to school in Mankato for four and a half, almost yeah. five years. You know, so I'm very familiar with that area. And, mm-hmm. and again, 
Shells is New Ulm just as much as New Ulm is Shells. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 it's when you think of that city, you think of that brewery and vice versa, well, which is really, a, really cool. They have an outdoor pavilion. I don't know if you caught this. And they, it's like, we have an outdoor pavilion. It's in Grandpa's backyard. You know, it's my, right. it's Grandpa's old house's backyard. I'm like, oh my God, you are really, you lived basically on the, the, whole plant to make beer and here's how and here's how a guy and a family like that is wired Mm -hmm. and a guy and how a guy like me is wired when he heard or when i heard him say yeah there's a lot of offers that are crumpled up and thrown in the wastebasket i went uh, uh, do it do it why why would you not but but again it, it hasn't been see that for them for ted for example that has been his Destiny. Day one, yeah, that's his. That, destiny. That's yeah. he's been. That's been a part of him since birth. And you might not even be able to feel like you could sell it because there's 150 years before you. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, I didn't really start this. 150 years ago, someone did, and I'm not going to be the guy who takes it out of the Marty's last name. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be the one. I didn't know Jace. One thing Jace has never done. He's never brought his brothers in. I didn't know he had brothers. Right. You know, I think. I, well, I guess, I guess I don't know. I and guess. see, I have a sister who's mm-hmm. not in the business, and she'll say her last name places, and people are like, "Oh, do you know the hardware family?" And she'll go, "That's mine." And they're like, "Oh, I never knew there was a sister." So I always feel bad for my sister. So uh, I think Jace's brothers need to come in one of these days so and be on the beer show. Is she the smart one, or are you the smart one? She's a principal at a school, so she's <laughs> I think the smart one. She's the one uh, living life uh, on uh, the principles. I will say this, and I do have a tremendous amount of respect for people. Just, and I'm, I'm including you in this, by mm-hmm. the way, that have had family business and have had inner dealings with family. And I'm not saying every day has been sure. roses because no. you're going to have hiccups along the way. I'm not speaking for the Marty family mm-hmm. or for your family, for that matter. I'm just saying you have to imagine that bumps in the road are going to happen because it's family. You're all wired somewhat the same way. I personally. I know for a fact that if you put my dad, me, and my two brothers mm-hmm. in a business together, we would be bankrupt in a week. Sure. Because we would just start making fun of each other, then fighting, and then it would be over. You know, one thing I've never, you know, we have 700 team members, and I, I believe this, um, you know, we're, we're good employers. We, we are nice people. And I've never turned to anyone who's ever worked for Fratelloni's and said, you're the dumbest person I've ever met. But on a daily basis, I turn to my brother and say, that's the, and, and my brother, oh, by the way, I'm not being mean to my brother because he says much worse he to says, me. He, he says much worse. He says but, that it's so much more to me. But you, I, and I think it was just yesterday that my brother gave me the finger, walked out of my office and said, told me to shut up. So that's things that would, you could never do that no. to somebody who just worked there because no. they'd sue you. A boss or a, or, a, or a subordinate. A team member. Yeah, you could yeah. never do that. But my brother can look at me and say, oh my God, that's dumb. Get out of my office. You're stupid. It's like, okay, thank you. That's real. It's fun. You, things you just can't do to other people. All right. So we have just over five minutes left in this program. And uh, we touched on it briefly at the end of last week's segment, too. But um, reality is about to set in for yours truly. Okay. Starting tomorrow. Um, oh, no. Because uh, there's a football game being played at U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday. And I'm going to. Maybe that's, you know, I was telling you, I was having a little bit of stomach oh, issue. Oh, stress? Is it anxiety because I know the Bills Mafia is about to come to town and oh. take over my city? I don't, it, you know what's, what's really going to benefit the city of Minneapolis from really getting the full experience? The Bills are absolutely horrible, horrible. this year. Yeah. So I think that that's going to take a little bit of the, of the zest out of the crowd. They're still going to come. Do you think They're still going to check out the new stadium, but it's going to be a little less punch Do you it. or Manny think there's any chance whatsoever... 
that somehow the Bills no, could steal zero, this. No, zero. Absolutely zero. No, not none. But none. there's a better the, chance that the three of us find eight people walking over to U.S. Bank Stadium and beating the Vikings than the Bills get on Sunday. Really? They are that bad. And the Vikings are that good. I, I think yeah, the only, but, I think ahead, the only question you have is, is if, are the Vikings going to jump up by three touchdowns so that they can rest their guys for the rest of the game mm-hmm. and get ready for the Rams on Thursday? Okay, okay. barring that's, injury. That's, that's what you hope for. If sure. Kirk Cousins game. blows out his knee in the first quarter and Trevor Simeon has to play, oh. okay, then I could see that there would be a chance. Then they would win 20-10 to 10 instead of 38-10. to 10. But okay. Exactly. They're, they're <laughs> that bad. The Bills are that bad. Sure. The Bills are... And they're imploding. They're, a, they're number one draft pick terror. Like the number one overall yeah. draft pick bad yeah that's how bad they are so i i did see a great video of this girl standing on top of a school bus looking down did you talk about this i didn't talk about she's standing on top of the back of a school bus she's looking down onto a table and she jumps off to land on the table but misses the table and lands on her butt on the ground and the crowd just screams and i thought well that girl now just broke her tailbone and her spine i don't know if she's going to stand up from that but she's probably 50 drinks into it i know a person that was in attendance that wasn't in the video but said the girl was a little banged up yes but she's fine okay because that when a girl says my rump hurts that would be a definition of a rump hurt well the the headline to that particular video was great too because they're so bad it said Mm -hmm. Oh my God! The Bills can't even smash tables <laughs> yes, right yes. anymore, and we must have saw the same. Post. And so, in, in reference to that too, we're kind of organizing a cool, fun pregame party at the poorhouse. Okay, our, our good buddies JT and those guys yes. at the poorhouse. Great said, place. He said, "Hey, if you know a bunch of people, let's put something together and let's do it, do it upright." Sure. And what a perfect facility that is for Close for to pregame the stadium, fun, yeah. walking yeah. distance. And so. Because they've got that great big stage, mm-hmm. you know, in the front that they do bands and live. Do you think they'll have like a bunch that. of excess tables there? That's what I said. Oh no, I get said, some cheap tables. I said, JT, you know, we could do. We could, we could set it up to have a table smashing contest. And he said, Sure. You want to pay for my lawyer? Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> We're not going to do that, Reavers. No, yeah. but it would have been a really cool. It, it, it would. Cool well, if we I did. think actually, if uh, the moment a bar from an out of town bar makes that their thing to do when the bills come in town, I think the bills need to say, "Oh, we need something different," because now they're now they're pandering to us. Before we were doing it on our you know, own. On our own. Now they're trying to make bucks off of well, us. Well, and I love how last uh, January when they went down to Jacksonville for their playoff mm-hmm. game. Um, remember how how uh, uh, Jacksonville said, "Oh." We're not going to allow the sale of tables in yeah, our city sure for that weekend. Yeah. And I thought, don't tease these people. Yeah, they'll... Don't don't tell them they can't do something. Yeah, yeah. That's the wrong they, person to pick on. They They're going to go do it. They will find a way. They will, <laughs> they will drive to Alabama to get mm-hmm. a table. They, that's how these people operate. Sure. But they probably, what they ended up doing was tripling the sales of tables that day in the city That was not so bad, right? <gasps> Where you? That's exact. Oh, what do we have to do here? Fratelloni. Oh, I'm okay. Note to everybody: if you come into Fratelloni's to buy one of those tables, and you have a a license that's from Buffalo, I'm not in Western New York. I'm not gonna sell it to you. There you you go. Or you can buy as many as you want. And if you buy one on Friday, you get a hug with it. Yes, that's a free. For free. Oh, we should have thought of this weeks ago. See, you need to be my publicist. I don't have a publicist. You need to be, well, technically, I I think that would be a horrible idea to have me as your publicist. Why not? You could do some. You're the social media network uh, king of Garage Logic. Why couldn't you do that for Fratelloni's Ace Hardware? I guess I could. I could. Uh, I I don't know that I'd be that good at it, but I would. You could post some stuff, right? Shirtless pics of you and stuff. Yeah. So I am excited for the game, but. It will be interesting to see how things kind of shake out. I hope over we the kill them the by weekend. like fifty points. Well, I don't even care about the game. I I'm do. talking about the all the antics involved, you know, leading up to the game, and then and then because it's a noon game, mm. 
This the, is an all-day party. Okay, the after party. Because a lot so of people... So does your guy fly home on Sunday? Your, the team that's coming in? Oh, they're waiting they're until Monday? They're no, flying home to Monday. No, no. You want them to have like a 7 p.m. flight on Sunday. Well, and that's what I think a lot of people normally would do that sure. would be traveling to a city for a game. But this but, guy doesn't care. But they don't care because they're they're coming in. I know, you know my, my buddy's flying in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then a lot, a, a lot of other people are either flying in Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, what have you. Um, and then they're all leaving Monday. I know you have a Bills jersey, and I know you have a Bills hat. What are you going to do? Oh, it's, come on, it's the Vikings. Okay, just check I'll it. probably wear this shirt. My, okay, the my fair fair base, baseball my shirt. baseball okay, shirt. I, I didn't know what you were going to do just if you wanted me. to blend. Oh, uh, yeah, because just, it's just a crowd you don't really want to mess with. So. But I'm looking what forward to it. It's going to be a fun weekend. Well, Godspeed to you, Reavers. Uh, uh, thank you, Michael. Uh, if you missed any portion of this lovely program, you can always check out the podcast that you can find online at 1500ESPN.com. Also available on Podcast One and on iTunes. If you find us on iTunes, make sure you rate the show and help share it with others. Thank you, Michael. Reavers, you're the best. We will talk to you again next Thursday night. For Manny Hill, for Mike Fredoloni, the Dan, no, not the Dan Levitard Show. They're on at 9 Spain o'clock Fitz, in the morning now. is up next. Who is it? Spain and Fitz. And let's do it. Spain and Fitz are up next right here on the Home of Sports Talk in the Twin Cities. Until next Thursday night, we'll talk to you then. Cheers.